Blog Talk Radio. Great show for you this evening, 
And our guests are Mr. Alpha C. Hales, founder and president of and advocate of Families First International Incorporated. And he is from Bear, Delaware. And I have also with us attorney Michelle Lowney McDonald. She is founding member of Family Innocence and member of the McDonald Law Firm, LLC, in Minnesota. The chat room is open. Comments and questions will convene in the last 45 minutes of the show. You will have four minutes each to talk. And turn down your volume on your speakers so we won't have reverb or static. And if we have Internet interruptions, stay on the line because we will be back up and running in no time. The number you can call in is 347-884-8684. And that number again is 347-884-8684. And we will be right back.
are back. Yes, we are. You are listening to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And we are talking about it's our business to tell your business on Child Support News Part 3. And as I said before, we had guests that are on the show. And I will introduce those guests here soon. And I will tell a little bit about each one of these guests. We will start with Mr. Alpha C. Hales from Family First International, Child Support Advocate, and he is a Delaware-based grassroots public interest advocacy and outreach support service member organization for decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, which is dedicated towards advocating and educating non-custodial parent obligors, custodial parents, non-custodial parents, youth, clergy, agencies, organizations, and the general public regarding the unjust laws of child support via the Bradley Amendment. And our next guest that will be on the show with us soon is Michelle Lowney McDonald. She is a member of the McDonald Law Firm, LLC, and intends to establish an alternative to family court in every state of the country. Michelle has a passion for justice and strives to make the process as clear and straightforward for her clients as possible. Michelle's knowledge of the law and experience in the courtroom gives her credibility. Her easygoing style establishes trust, a great combination to assist parties in resolving disputes. Yeah, it's time. It's time for more news on child support and with our guest from Family First International, who is the founder and president of Family First International, Mr. Alpha C. Hales. And we have covered issues in part one on the Bradley Amendment. And on part two, we cover issues dealing with litigation, or excuse me, legislation law, the deadbeat parent, the Punishment Act. Now we are going to combine both part one and part two with part three on parenting and relationships with your child as a part of paying homage to child support. And we also, at the end of the show, maybe about 45 minutes, after, by the end of the show, we're going to have about five questions to cover, and we need the male gender to answer these questions as a part of the agenda on our show. If there are any experts out there that don't mind sharing valuable information, don't hesitate to be on the show. All comments and questions are welcome. And as follow will be the five questions to those that may be able to answer this. Number one, do you see yourself as a parent of integrity? Number two, do you think that you need any form of parenting classes Number three, do you see and have a genuine relationship with your child or children? And if you don't, what would you do to have a relationship with them? And four, do you think that the paid child support money is a replacement for the emotional bond between you and your child or children? And lastly, five, how do you feel when you are trying to do your best, but it looks but it is looked upon as not being good enough. Come and join us on this show. Call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. 
That number again is 347-884-8684. And we're going to see if we have our guests on the show this evening. And we will start with the first guest here on our show. And I am going to ask, is this Mr. Alpha C. Hale or is this Miss Attorney Michelle Lowney McDonald? It's Michelle McDonald. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Welcome to the show, Attorney Michelle. May I call you that on the show? Yes, you may. Right. All right. Okay. Now, I again. love the I love the feel of the show. It sounds like old time radio as I listen. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I am so glad that you are enjoying, you know, this feel of the show because I'm here to make it feel like it's down home, that's for sure. And welcome to the show, Attorney Michelle. Thank you so much for being here. And I would like to uh, allow you the time, you know, to tell us about yourself and about your uh, the Family Innocence uh, project that you have and any other information that you can share at this time. Tell us some more about yourself. Well, I have been a practicing attorney for going on 26 years now. I was wow. in, admitted in Minnesota on September 11th, of all days, 1987. And uh, after practicing in family law, litigating families for for 25 years, I um, had a a different calling. Uh, It's it's kind of hard to describe. Um, Not on this show. (laughs) <laughs> not on this show. We know about the <laughs> Not calling. on this show. <laughs> yeah, not on this show. Uh, so, we know about the call. <laughs> what happened was there was a, a gentleman by the name of Benedictus Ambuna. He he was a yeah. black man from Kenya, Africa. Um, and I have a, a I call it a storefront office. It's on a main road in St. Paul, West St. Paul. Yeah. And he uh, walked into my office. Uh, one day it was in, uh, oh boy, it seems like a long time ago now, uh, uh, in um, 2007. Oh, my gosh, it's been that long. Wow. Ah, that's, that's amazing, you know. Uh, so yeah, I've been working amazing. on this uh, new, new uh, reform for that long. And he, he had, it was a child support issue. His, his wife had died. And uh, the, uh, you know, it's fine for the show. His wife had died and child support was still being taken out of his pay. And he had been to, uh, down to the courthouse and child, uh, you know, support people and they couldn't help him. You know, he was trying to help himself. Um, And he came into my office and that was specifically what I had, he had asked me to do is, is kind of, his wife had died, and where's this child support money going that's still being taken out of his pay? Yes, yes. So with that, uh, I um, asked for a, what, what I thought was a small retainer, uh, a $1,500 retainer, now and I noticed small. that he, uh, that's, you think that's small? Yeah, um, it is. It is small. 
Yes, it is. And I uh, had one of my associates. I said, "While we're at it, why don't we go down? You you had been uh, you have a custody order. He had a ten year old son named Costas, and the custody order, you know, is is off because even though he he had had custody of his son for a couple years, yes. uh, now the uh, former wife had died, and so we filed a." Um, and served just on the county to, uh, yes. paperwork that said he has custody, his wife had died, things like a funeral, uh, even her death certificate he had. Yes. And um, got obtained an order for sole legal and sole physical custody yes. for him. Um, in, a, in a proceeding, we had nobody to sue or anything. So, mm-hmm. again, Costas' his mother had died. So we um, started there. Okay. Uh, okay. So, why he changed my life? That doesn't sound earth shattering, yeah, does it? Yeah. <laughs> how did it change your life? Yeah. How did it change my life? Well, uh, my my professional life. Well, um, how do I describe this? Uh, about, I was on vacation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, several months later, in two thousand eight. Yeah. And. I learn, or Benedictus Ambuna tells me of an order. Yes. Um, he, well, basically, in his, from his point of view, he went to the bus stop, and his son Costas was absent, not there. And he was panicked because yes. he had been taking care of his son all of this time. And he learned of an ex parte order that a judge signed to a third party, uh, a distant relative and that had no standing um, wow. custody order that was done in, in chambers. And, when, of course, when he came came to me with this, this new problem, mm-hmm. I said to him, well, you know, he wasn't served with anything, any paperwork. Uh, there was yes. nothing uh, involved. So I thought, well, it, it'll take a phone call, you know. Yes. Your son's gone. In the meantime, he had just started to collect or even figure out how to get Social Security from okay. his former wife, which was in the range of over $1,000. Now, I don't even think he had gotten one payment at this point because, again, he was from Kenya, Africa, um, mm-hmm. had worked a job for years as a um, nursing assistant, uh, that kind of field. But, you know, this, these, these legal matters are very confusing. Uh, and, uh, you, know, the, you know, you just don't know where to go. Uh, you don't even yes. know you're entitled to Social Security sometimes. Right. Well, by the time I got on this phone call uh, with the judge, uh, a guardian was on the phone call. And yes. the guardian was saying, well, you know, this, 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 the woman moved and she needed a bigger place and um, – and I said, well, what do you mean moved? What do you mean? Well, you know, they didn't even know the father was involved. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that kind of, of, of pervasive fraud. And mm. uh, he, they already works. changed his schools and moved. Um, so, cause, and the guardian said, well, she needed a bigger place. So I thought, well, what is this? And I said to the judge, I said, uh, this isn't child protection. We're in family court. You know, there's no allegations right. of abuse or anything like that. This is just like yeah. divorce court. 
Yes. And he says to me, well, we get these cases all the time, uh, third-party custody cases. And I said, well, he hasn't even been served with anything. There's no personal jurisdiction, so I argue that. And okay. he said, well, he said, well, uh, Michelle McDonald, do you want your speedy trial? Is that what you're <laughs> asking me? And I said, well, yeah, you know, we just we just want to vacate this, this order. Um, yes. And he orders a trial in four months. Whoa. Okay. Well, now let's, the, let's, <laughs> so I can, I can stop there. There's, there's way more to this story. Of, of course it is, and I'm going to allow, I'm going to give you the time to, to speak on it even further. Uh, but what I want to do is chime in, you know, our other guests, and um, and we can take it from there on the issue of what we're talking about because that ties in to what this uh, program is all about, which is Child Support News. And uh, I, want to, uh, I want to thank you very much for that introduction, uh, Attorney Michelle, and we're going to allow now um, uh, Alpha C. Hales to come in. Mr. Alpha C. Hales, are you there? Yes, I am. How are oh, you I'm, this evening, Sister I, Wendy? I am fine. Thank you very much for That's being good. on the show today. And, yes, thank uh, you. I, yes, and I was uh, just talking with um, Attorney Michelle about what she do and, you know, and, and her concerns about what's in the, what the system is uh, doing to our parents and, you know, that have children and stuff like that. And she was just giving us, you know, a a, a, a small, you know, subject of bio about what's going on and for her reasons to be here as well. Now, I want to ask you a, uh, a question. What do you – now, I've already explained to the listeners what is going on, but I would like you to give a small um, – uh, you know, bio of yourself, what you do, especially when it comes to this Bradley Amendment and this Debbie Parent Punishment Act. Please tell us some more about you, um, as we did have a show on you on Part 1 and Part 2. Sure. I'm a child support advocate, uh, and I have uh, the organization Family First International, which was conceptualized back in 1999, since 1999. It's a long time. And we've been just diligently butting heads with a lot of these uh, unjust laws that's on the book via the Bradley Amendment, uh, Mm -hmm. primarily the Debbie Parents Punishment Act, which which fuels a lot of the support enforcement divisions by way of uh, by having that particular law in place that gives that allows support enforcement division to have Mm -hmm. a a special tactical unit uh, uh, agency if you will of uh, special police to go around and perform these uh, sweeps and what have you, more or less as a roundup session so then they can haul these people into the jail, the physical jail through the uh, Uh, back door. For the ones that's not willing to come in the front door, they'll just haul them in the back door by arrest and, uh, and deal with them in that nature. So we've been butting heads with that particular law for the mere fact that the law may have 
started out with some genuine uh, thought process, but what's missing here is they forgot to institute the part, the tool needed and necessary to identify uh, who's truly who. Because this law, it, uh, it does not matter to these uh, special policing units uh, if you're a decent obligor or not. Long as your name appears on their file record, and they're looking for you because your name is a part yeah. of that sweep, so they yeah. can care less if you're if you, if you're decent of integrity or if you're just a deadbeat. Yeah. Okay. They'll deal with you uh, accordingly, the way that they find fitting when they get you into court. <clears throat> that's been something that's been a a a, a, a thorn you know, in my backside for a period of time because everyone is not a bad person. That's right. I believe that. And until you take some time to implement a system through intake, that's the starting point, identify who these people truly are, then it will be much more, it will be legible to say this person truly is a deadbeat, we'll deal with them through this tool, uh, this instrument of law. But this person here who uh, actually is a person with some integrity and they're just hit, hitting up on hardships or what have you, we don't have to punish them so as severely as to what's uh, legislated in that particular uh, piece of law. So the organization we have uh, derived to uh, different points where we can mm -hmm. work effectively with decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors, okay? Yeah. We identify who's who. Then we promote pr the, the uh, programs via the organization, and we continue to, you know, work effectively with them side by side while they're actually in this process with support enforcement, making sure that the the, uh, the job searches are conducted, the money if they if when they, when they get a job, making sure that everything's in order so we don't go through the the problems of uh, support enforcement stating well yeah. we're not getting the money even though there's yeah. a garnishment and I can show it to you on the pay stub. But support said support enforcement says we're not getting the money. Oh, uh, that's good mm -hmm. enough for the magistrate. Lock mm -hmm. uh, lock this person up. You see, we we have taken the the the, the big brother uh, uh, point on this situation. We are the ones that wants to uh, be in a position to have the alternatives looked at when it comes to fine-tuning the system. For the mere fact that we all know that it's the money that makes their world go round, meaning the system, it makes their world go round at whatever expense. <clears throat> yeah. But what do you do when the money is not in place to help fuel, you know, the wills to make your world go round. So you can't get blood out of a rock. 
let's start from there. You can't continue to make separation between parent and child, forcing the child to run amok and raise themselves to some degree, but in, in, yeah. on the same tune, find a way that they're not going to continue to honor and respect their parents because they now have a different view as to what their parents truly look like. Yeah. Okay. Yes, okay. So, 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 so there's a whole lot of different things that goes on in this arena, and it's, it, it's, it's doable. It is fixable. It takes time. It takes the right caliber mindsets, and it takes willing full hearts and right-like spirits to say, let's put something out here on the mm-hmm. table. Uh, and, and what I mean by uh, when I say spirits, I mean uh, because I'm very big on, you know, God's institution of families and that it's a good thing going to multiply and giving the means and abilities for you to take care of your families and what have you. Well, yeah, when, yeah. You, when, you, when, when you look at that, there are lack of means and abilities to take care of your your children at this point in time because there still isn't a lot of jobs out there for these people to get their hands on. Uh, And and a a step further than that, Sister Wendy, is even for someone that's not even going through any of this, they find it challenging for them to even come up with a job. So you can only imagine what these obligors are going through. And unless there's something put in place for them by way of a, uh, a job bank to cater to, this uh, primary groups of persons is still going to be virtually uh, impossible and a thorn in my backside to okay. go ahead and say, hey, let's just keep locking people up. That's that's not the way to do it. Right. Okay. okay. That's not the way to do it. Okay. So, I, I, I would like to. I would like to ask. Um, Attorney Michelle, Attorney Michelle, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, and the, uh, the things that you are hearing from um, uh, Mr. Hales on the subject that he is speaking about, how do you feel about that, conglom- conglom- conglomerating, you know, what you just was telling us earlier about yourself and what you do and about family court and stuff? What 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 do you think and feel about this this particular uh, communication that's being conveyed at this time? Well, what what comes to mind is the frustration uh, that oh, yeah. people are going through right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, he, you know, when, when you're saying uh, you can't do this and you can't do that, well, they can do this and that. Uh, it sure is uh, a system where um, I have been told and, and I believe that um, everything kind of ends at the point of a gun. Yeah. Um, do you know what I mean? Like there's deputies that are going to come out and arrest you these days if you uh, are delinquent in child support. Now, why is that? Why Why do they have to do that? Well, I think <laughs> uh, I have uh, a, a more, I guess I, I, I told you earlier, Wendy, off the air, uh, you can call it radical, but I think it's a practical view of of child support. And I, what is child support? Right. What, what is in it? its essence? It's not money. It Uh-oh. is not money. Not money. <laughs> not, 
No, it is not money. We've, we've come to see it as, oh, I didn't get my child support check this week, or, oh, I better pay my child support check, or I will go to jail or get a call, or, or I can't pay my child support. It isn't. What uh, um, child support is is providing your child with a home, security, all the necessities of life, health care, and by that I don't even mean health insurance. I mean take the child to the doctor, put a Band-Aid on him if he gets a cut, and (laughs) education. But the most important thing to support is love and companionship. And I think that's what we're talking about here. Right. Why I have come to that, why I have come to that is we're, we're also litigating support. We're wasting lots of money. We're wasting billions of dollars. Billions. No, it's not millions. Uh-uh. Uh, billions of dollars litigating against other parents when uh, uh, that's, that's one reason I came to it. Number two is that uh, we, um, I'm an adoptive parent. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I have my 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 ch- both of my children were adopted, and when I went into court to adopt them when they were first born, all I had to do to to become their parent with their father is make those those vows. Will yes. you uh, uh, provide a home, food, love and security, uh, companionship? Um, all the necessities of life, healthcare, education, and I said yes, and I became a parent. Um, and um, I've, I'm an adopt- adoption attorney as well. I can tell okay. uh, uh, your listeners all of these years. Yes. This is twenty some twenty six years now. So, so I, I've been, you know, I I, I know I I don't think <laughs> I'm going to say this, and I I mean this. I don't think there's been one person as a family law attorney that has come in, walked into my office that was not providing a home, food, all the necessities of life, education, uh, companionship and love wow. to their child. Not one. What's the problem then? Why, 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 is, why, are, why are the parents uh, going through so much then? You know, and then I'm going to ask uh, uh, Mr. Alpha C. Hell's uh, a question as well to what you were talking about, but what is the problem? If you've never seen, you know, any problems, why is the system acting like this? Why are our judges doing this? It, it's our, our culture and it's, it's our laws. Uh, first of all, when they came into my office, mind you, they were coming to find out what their rights were. Well, they were actually, yeah, they were coming to say, look, you know, I'm getting a divorce or, you know, I just got separated from my, uh, uh, the father of my children or the mother of my children. What are my child support rights? So I'd pull out a calculator, ask them how much money they made, how much money the other person made, and we'd figure out what the child support obligation would be. Yes. Many, many times. So, so. We, that's why that it's our culture. Oh, oh, good. Oh, I'm going to get paid this much, or hmm. oh, I have to pay this much. And many, many times, you know, people would just agree to the amounts. Then what happens is it's kind of like if you have a mortgage and you've agreed to a 30-year or a 15-year, 
um, they 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 can't. All of a sudden, something happens. You lose what? your job, or you're back what? in court because you think you see that your former uh, spouse is driving a nice car. So you want to kind of find out more about his income, so we can continue the litigation on and on and on, pretty much endlessly. And uh, then we started imputing income, which is is very uh, damaging. Um, we started to get suspicious. There's no trust anymore. You know, oh, you know, you're you're getting oh, money on the side, and yes, and so we yes. all we have to do is make that allegation to a court, and they'll they'll listen. Their ears will perk up, um, and they'll impute income, and that's very serious problem. Uh, yes, I, it I is. It's not these orders are not based in reality anymore. I don't know if they ever were, but they're really not based in reality now. Wow! Wow! I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask this question to Al um, and uh, and and see what you think about this. Now, hearing you know Attorney Michelle speak, uh, uh, Alpha, on the subject of. Child support, not money. There's something wrong with this picture. Oh, there's something wrong. And if she sees in her court where, you know, there's nothing going on, everybody's doing their part, but it's just more money and more money, well, what do you think about this, Alpha? Well, that's what I was speaking on just briefly about the what makes their world go around because the billions of dollars that – uh, attorney Michelle is referring to, uh, and she is pretty much accurate, it is in the billions. Um, and oh. no one speaks on that, including from Washington. Um, ah. But it gets to that point because, <sighs> see, it's, it's just so deep because of the players mm. in the game and, you know, I, there's factual evidence of how that money is dispersed and, you know, who is going to yes. see. Yes. There's, so many, there's so many slices in that one pie. Uh, originally, a very long time ago, where the clerks start, started, and I'm going to take it in-house for a minute, uh, when the clerks were hired to do their job, there was never a, um, a fee uh, a monthly fee, a, a monthly fee assessed for the clerks to go ahead and draft up the, you know, the paperwork and what have you. Now they found a way to go ahead, and now there's a charge to the obligors for even something of that. But that's in your job description. So why is that particular unit getting this kind of money? Now I want to take it outhouse for just a minute, meaning um, what they do with, as it relates to the. Um, support enforcement, again, with these sweeps. Every state is entitled to whatever their percentage of federal government funding for sweeps that are performed. They bring in, they haul in uh, whatever their uh, quota is for the month. Uh, When they tally up the books and what have you, you know, every state will get a cut, their cut out of Washington. Yes, from, yes. For, for, for hauling in these so-called deadbeat parents. So, yes. see, the money that makes their world go round, it fuels this system by way of their programs and what they utilize to make 
this thing work and continue to work, breaking down a system that, again, it was set up with good intentions because we have to have laws, rules, regulations, and a process in place to mandate any structure of living. So I had no problem with that. Where I started to have a problem is where is when the money was was kicking in and who was who who was it being allocated to to do what type of job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of money that's being spent on these unnecessary sweeps, we, that can simply go away once again, just simply identifying who is who. That can determine yeah. who you have to go go after versus trying to get everyone but I'm sure it would start dipping into offsetting their quotas for the bigger buck, if you know what I mean. So, yeah. <clears throat> so with this uh, system being so broken down, busted, and disgusted at this particular point in time, uh, 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 as uh, Attorney Michelle was speaking, I was just nodding my head saying yes, because she hit, she hit some key points that really yes, got did. me going, and that's yes. what fuels me. And uh, uh, Attorney Michelle, I, uh, first and foremost, I want to say thank you for being on the show with me and to fuel this show uh, with your in, your valid input. Um, because <clears throat> with the um, uh, the child support system, you know, and, and and you have to give this some thought and consideration. Why is it that the child support system keeps the monetary portion of the child support all in one court on one side, but when it comes to the uh, family structure being represented by way of custody, visitation, and what have you, that's handled in a totally separate court. But it's, well, you it's know, all can, it all can be worked out and rectified all together if it was set up correctly. And again, there's a price tag that keeps that separate as well. What so? What I see. Take your time. Take your time. What I see is we have these infractions, and they're going to continue to be in place until they're actually worked out. You're going to continue to have that mother and that father pitted against one another, yes. simply because. And I and, and if I and. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do believe I sent you a question, which we will hit by the tail end of the show, if uh, your child support payment is a replacement for, you know, your bond with your child. Uh, that's what that tool, that money is doing. It is a device to keep the mother and father pitted against one another with the court system continue to be fueled and their gasoline is the, the dollar. Not <clears throat> not paying out what they obviously bring in-house, but they're paying out something. So the custodial parent, yes, they do get something. Uh, the As long as the custodial parent is in agreement that, okay, well, support enforcement, you have uh, the non-custodial parent obligor. He, that that person is on the books. Uh, when they're paying, I want the money. When they're not paying, I want you guys uh-huh. to go in and uh-huh. do what you have to do to haul them haul them in here and do what you have to do to that person and get that money yeah. out of them. 
but well, Attorney Michelle, she hit it uh, right on the head. She sure that did. That dollar bill has turned over. More money, more money. Yes, it's turned over so much money to the point where the brainwashing tactics has kicked in and they do work. Uh, the custodial parent will uh, take that obligor right back into court just on word of mouth that says he's hiding some money or he's got a part-time job and he hasn't reported it or he's got a windfall that nobody knows about and it should be coming any day. <laughs> a windfall. And, and, and we should funny. get him back in court. <laughs> well, so, you know what, I got, I, got, I got somebody that, you know, that will help to – help to buttress what we're talking about, too. I have a support system that wants to come in and chime in, and his name is Minister Kujenga Ashe. I would like him to come in and give a little bit of his expertise on this subject. So we go in 3D, so, and after we get finished with Minister Kujenga, then we're going to go back up to uh, okay. Attorney Michelle uh, so that she can give us, you know, what she thinks from, you know, after hearing the conversation, uh, you know, from, from the gentleman that's going to come on. Minister Kajinga, are you there, Minister Ashe? Yes, Sister Wendy. How are you this evening? I am fine. Welcome. Welcome, welcome to Lardy, Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. Glad to have you. And I assume that you were listening in on what's going on and want to know what you think about all of this. Yes, I've been listening in. This is Minister Kujanga Elia Ashe. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. I'll say heaven's high to everybody instead of hell is low. Heaven's high. And we change things around. <laughs> Amen. So I've been saying that for years. And we, we do a thing here called the economic rights movement, not civil rights, economic rights. So you can check us out sometime uh, on Burn the Mic on Blog Talk Radio as well at 10 o'clock. But that's another story. I've got a another angle for everybody, especially for the men who are in need to pay their child support or the women uh, who need to pay child support. But usually it's, it's the men. Uh, you know, it's very bad to live in a society where, you know, all of these kinds of things happen where it's been broken down, divorce rate is so high, and uh, all of the, the children get caught up in the divorce, and then the, it's, just, it's a lot of immorality. It's a lot of things going on, you know, but there's the mess for the room. Well, when people do get divorced and they, they, they have to pay child support, there is a way to do it. There's a better way to do it than what has been typically done. Uh, Dr. Philip Gillian, P-H-I-L-L-I-P, Gillian, G-I-L-L-O-N, Philip Gillian. I'm going to give out his phone number. He lets me do that. It's 424 424- Two four five nine four zero eight. Once again, that's four two four two four five nine four zero eight. You can see his video. You can see his videos on YouTube, Doctor Philip Gillian. And Philip Gillian has found a method that he has used with hundreds of men, and they have been able to pay their child support in full, even put enough money away so that the children can go to college and get clear of this child support debt. And he has a way to do that, that it's uh, not a typical uh, way that people usually do that. But you have to look at his videos. His videos are on YouTube, and he has done that for himself and, and countless other number of men, and he's an expert in how men can pay up their child support, use the system 
to get the get the money paid up, and at the same time uh, be free of this uh, the debt on their back, not get mm-hmm. locked up, not lose mm-hmm. their cars and, and their jobs and Excellent. that kind of thing. Excellent. So, so, so I think this is a, a great resource. I mean, it's very bad, like I said, to uh, the way that this whole system is set up, based on the money kind of a thing, and and based on it's just an immoral kind of a thing that's going on. But I'm so glad, Sister Wendy, that you are are pushing this topic because it's something that is very uh, – it's, it's, there's a great need for people to understand there's a need to take care of the children. That's number that's one. That's right. The children, that's, that's number right. one. And, the, and, and then as, as, as that goes on, though, how can a man take care of the children if he's locked up in jail? It doesn't make any sense. It's impossible. Um, you know, if he's in jail, they send him a friend of the court letter. You know, he goes down, you know, he – he gets uh, all his child support backed up. He comes out of the jail, can't find a job because he has a criminal record sometimes, and then it's just piled up on top of each other. He goes back to jail. So basically uh, what I would like to do is just once again offer you Mr. Philip Gillian uh, on YouTube. Check him out. He's also on Facebook. You can send him a friend request, and he can give you the ins and outs of all the legalities of how he's helped these hundreds of men with little or no money and uh, enable them to pay their child support all the way up and uh, get clear of the system and even have money enough there for the children's education, college education. Yes. So yes. Uh, that's, my, that's my two cents for tonight, Sister Wendy. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Minister Ashe, for coming on the show and giving us your uh, view on the child support issue, and thank you for that um, information as well to get in contact with Mr. Philip or Dr. Philip Gillian. Thank you so much. And, well, you're quite uh, welcome. Yeah. Excuse me? I said you're quite welcome. Okay, thank you so much. And uh, going to ask a question before I go off to a break to uh, Attorney Michelle. Attorney Michelle, um, okay, now that you have heard uh, – all the sides to, you know, this this uh, particular information that's being given. How do you feel about this now? And what what would be, you know, coming from your side of the uh, of your project that you do? Uh, how would that? How would you be able to fit in to collaborate uh, to to help us in such a such a very very. Uh, I don't even know how to say it because all I see is just it's just a mess to me just listening to all three of you talking. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. what would what would you what would you say about this? How would you come what would you use as a resolving mechanism for this? I I'm just saddened by all the oppression that I'm hearing that that's yeah. taking place and I I do see it every day. And I I I I'll t- tell you what Family Innocence is all about. It's a nonprofit, yeah, dedic- and it's dedicated to keeping families out of court, resolving conflicts and injustices peacefully. Now, this is the most simple, the, the most simple way of keeping families out of court is to not go there at all. <laughs> okay. So, how do you get a divorce without going there at all? There's a way. Um, And when people, and it's our culture, decide to get a divorce, they go down to the help yourself to a lawsuit 
uh, center if they don't, I call it that, <laughs> self-help center, if they don't have an attorney. Yes. Um, or they get an attorney and, and pay the attorney money to bring, uh, and they, they call it in Minnesota, a petition. You know, it's not a complaint, but that's what it is. And in that petition, generally, uh, quite regularly, you'll ask for the divorce along with a myriad of other things. Typically, you'll be saying that you want a property settlement. You want child support uh, or you want it to be paid. You want custody of your children. And then there's this uh, the catch-all paragraph or such other and further uh, requests as the court deems just. What yes. you've done by, by filling that out and actually serving by sheriff or you both sign and say, yeah, let's do this, is you have allowed the jurisdiction of the courts, the third branch of the government, into your family. No question about it. And you're stuck there. Uh, so what, what, what we've done with family innocence, and it's very difficult um, only because our culture doesn't see it r this way yet, is we actually just, uh, in the petition, ask for the divorce alone. And so when we... Uh, file it, um, and this is just an example, the judge might say, well, what are you going to do with the kids? And I'll say, Your Honor, don't worry about it. We got that covered. You're not in, you don't need to get involved in that. That's just one example. And then what that does, and it's very, very beauteous, and we do it in a mediation, decision-making process. Yes. We also have what's called restorative uh, yes. circles. Is we we allow people it's, it, we, they sign and they say we're, we pledge basically it's a pledge not to sue each other, and we allow them to mediate agreements, not court orders. I repeat, we are a society where we mediate court orders, you know. And I heard one judge say, I can't even think sitting here with my wife what I could agree to in a court order that I'm going to do for the next year, let alone five oh. years, ten years, whatever it is. Wow. But that's yeah. the culture we're in right now. It's not just a, So we allow people to mediate agreements. They've signed uh, the participation in family innocence, and then they come back if they have an issue. And you'd be very, very surprised when people start off with that trust uh, of each other and not going to an attorney and looking at the people's checkbooks and say, oh, you know, they used my credit card. They must have seen an attorney because I've been on both sides of it. The trust is gone, and, the, and it's a way of building building trust and repairing it. I think, uh, you know, as I said before, it is a very, very I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I am really taken by how our system, I'm not saying that our system is a bad system. I mean, this is the only system that we have. But, you know, there has to come to some point in this, in this, in this time that we are going through with, you know, our, some of our judges that are out there, you know, uh, that's just, you know, pulling people in, you know, just for the money or getting quotas or whatever that they're doing. But this law needs to be changed. This Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act law it really does need to be changed because it's not demarcating the difference between a decent paying uh, disadvantaged obligor from one that is not doing anything at all. And that's his goal for the same thing with, you know, you and what you do, um, 
Attorney Michelle, you know, when you're dealing with uh, parents uh, that are doing their job and yet, you know, at some point, you know, the, the, the parent that that is paying child support, uh, whether it's male or female, they're not really getting that bonding time as they should with their child in a relationship with them. You know, it's, it's, it's just... It's just a mess, and it does it, it does need to be untied, and, you know, uh, people need to stand up, speak up, and speak up, and speak out about it because, you know, um, we nothing can really get be done until somebody stands up, you know what I mean. Yes, I absolutely do. Uh, the... It wasn't, and I think uh, one of your guests commented earlier, it must have started out for a good reason. I mean, I've been, you know, it's been 26 years for me, and uh, we, hello, I'm still here. Hello. Hello. Anybody here? I'm still here. Hello. Okay. Um, Alpha? Yes, Wendy. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Everybody is still there. Okay, I didn't know if it was technical issues with the Internet or what, but I'm glad to know that everybody is there, but nobody talking. But go on and, and, and finish what you were saying. Um, Attorney Michelle, You were you as you were saying. Oh, yeah. Now I forget. I call it sometimers. <laughs> you know, I, I just <laughs> forgot what I was saying. Uh, something <laughs> I, I think Alpha said earlier, I remember now, it came back to me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I think Alpha was saying earlier that uh, it started, uh, there must have been some good purpose in the beginning of all of this. Of yes, it is. It is. And uh, I, I've been doing this for, for so many years, uh, 26, that I, I came out of law school not expecting to be a family law attorney but felt that uh, I had minored in psychology and I felt as an attorney I could you know hold people's hands and walk them through the process I I didn't expect to be be arguing and litigating and fighting and 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 what what ends up happening is you either uh <laughs> the culture is depending on who the attorney is on the other side you know absolutely yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, people don't yeah. really want to fight, but oh, you know, yeah. it's not. Um, you know, they most of the time they really don't want to fight. I, I every, I don't think, I, I can't even. And I've had hundreds of people I've represented, hundreds on both sides. I don't know. I've had anybody that was all ex- rah rah about fighting. They always thought they were defending. Yeah, that's right. Well, they have a job to do in their capacity that they serve in. So naturally, that's what they're going to stand up on that they were defending. But again, uh, when I go into court, I, what I see is that there's just a lot of greed and common sense. That's a, a lot of greed that's in place and a lot of lacking of common sense. Uh, and, and, I, and I don't say that lightly. Um, yeah, that's just you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, common sense, uh, or based on nothing. Sense. It's not. Or how about reality based? Okay. Uh, yeah, but, but, well, this right. is their reality, Attorney Michelle. This is their reality. <laughs> That's why it's plaguing these decent obligors in such a manner, because the system too, which finds what they to to uh, that what they're doing, inflicting these kinds of pains, okay. these war wounds. 
they're doing this in real time manner. Oh. This is truly their reality. They yes, think that, they, that this is the right way. This is the just yes, way to accomplish what they set out to do. So that's why I say I don't use it lightly at all. When you once you get to that point where you want to employ comp, genuine wholeheartedness and common sense back into this uh, 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 function, then yes. we can meet around the table and get some real work done. That's because right. because what's going to happen, uh, Attorney Michelle, is, is the wholeheartedness is going to get to a point where they say, you know what, let's revisit the money factor. Let's talk about this money factor for a minute. When the child was first born, the child with the infamil, the pampers, uh, growing out of the clothes between yeah. uh, zero to, what, a mm-hmm. couple years or what have you, constantly in and out of clothes, sneakers, <laughs> jeans, and what have you. You yeah. get more money during that time frame of that child's life than when they started to go into, say, like their teenage years. <clears throat> Yes. Why is it that more money is poured into the system on the tail end of that child getting older than what it was in the beginning? And we know that, if anything, the money should become lesser as the child grows older because now they're eating not Infamil, which is expensive, <laughs> or the other milk or what have you. They're, they're eating table food. They're eating meals. They're eating table food. They're eating Big people's food. They're not um, growing okay. constantly out of clothes. They're, mm-hmm. You know, they can, they, can, they can do the jeans and sneakers thing for a period of time before having to go and buy them a brand-new outfit. I guess that's, you know, it's always been a wonder to me, but I guess that's why some kids make it a point to say, get me those $100 and $200 yeah. sneakers to make yeah. up for since you don't have to shop for me quite frequently, just get me these expensive clothes. Uh, so I guess that's kind of making up for that part. That's, but that, that, but that, that, would, that would be the reason why they go back into court after learning about one of the parents having more money and they find absolutely. out about it. So they absolutely. may come in and rake up some of that too. But that doesn't, you know, uh, uh, suffice when it comes to, you know, the relationship that these parents ought to have with the uh, paying obligors, the decent paying obligors with this integrity. Well, that's those uh, brainwash you know, tactics that has kicked in and been employed for a period of time to keep pitting them against one another. You have that decent obligor, you'll have that decent obligor, but if that, if that mindset of that custodial parent isn't locked in, that this is truly a decent parent, and they're pitted against one another, that custodial parent is going to continue to employ as many disheartening war wounds on that obligor as they possibly can, no matter how decent that obligor is. We have to, and and, and once again, uh, uh, Attorney Michelle was right uh, to the point where keep the system out of your business. Learn to... Learn to do some of these things on your own as parents. Sit down if you talk to one another. Put something on paper. Talk uh, talk to one another and not at one another. But keep the states out of your business because once you open that kind of a door, that's one of those scenarios where you you give them a crack. Oh, they're going to push for eight miles and they're coming through. (laughs) Okay? So they're there. They're visible and they're there. 
and okay. they have a they have tactics in place that says we will long as we can continue to pit these parents against one another, they're going to continue to come and see us, and we're going to continue to have what makes our jets run is fueling yes. our system with this yes. money. Okay, let's hold it right there, and we're going to go on a slight pause for the cause. Give, you know, the listeners, you know, some time to process everything. And we will be right back because it's our business to tell your business right here on Child Support News. Part three, y'all. TKO. I'll be right back.
All right, all right, all right, we are back. Boy, it was getting hot. Oh, in the kitchen, goodness gracious, boiling hot water. Boy, child support news can be truly, truly a hot subject, I'm telling you. But welcome back to the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And we are saying it's our business to tell your business on child support news. And if there's anyone out there that want to call in and listen in and be a part of the question and comment session that is going to happen 45 minutes uh, down in the end of our uh, broadcast, feel free to call in. That number is uh, 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And we have our guests that are with us this evening uh, that are helping to uh, bring some type of resolving to the issues of what's going on in our courts. Uh, we have uh, Mr. Alpha C. Hales from Family First International, and we also have with us attorney Michelle Lowney McDonald, who also is a founder and member of Family Innocence Project. And they are here to help us figure out what we got to do, get some information, what we got to say in order to let our people go. Something here because we can't keep spending more money. We got to learn how to come together and keep our families out of the system as much as possible. So I'm getting ready to chime back in to our guests. And also, I believe we have Minister Kujanga Elia Ashe on the line as well. And so we are chiming in to uh, let the let the show roll because there's more to be talked about on this issue. I believe that we have like, oh, maybe about five more minutes, well, maybe a little more than that. But I would like to chime in first. Michelle, Attorney Michelle, are you there? I am here. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you again for holding in there. Um, well, well, what do you what do you suppose we need to do now, Attorney Michelle? What do you think we need to do now? Because um, I know that we need people uh, to make any movement happen. And you know what would be you know the what would we need to round up the people to get rallied up? Because I've got my picket sticks with me. I'm ready to march. Okay, so. Tell us what we need to do. What would be what 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 what, what it, 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 could there be any program that can uh, that that child support can put out to help pad you know some of our decent um, uh, disadvantaged obligors that uh, you know that's paying child support and you know they don't have no cushion anywhere and uh, they need to come up with something. I know we need to go to the legislation law and get those changed too. What do we do? I think uh, what we need to do, and I think the minister will agree to me, is pray like monks. Okay. <laughs> I agree uh, seriously, with that. and I'm, I'm in, in all sincerity, we need to pray. Um, oh. I, I started. I started off telling you about Benedicta Sambuna, my client, um, who yeah. walked into my store front office. Well. 
um, because child support was being taken out of his check, and uh, the next thing you know, and his wife had died, next thing you know, his son's gone from the bus stop. Um, I wanted to finish the story, so I spent uh, several months, and in the end, um, I got all of the custody orders vacated, the judge removed himself from the case um, and said that there was no jurisdiction, but it completely terminated the relationship of father and son. All my legal efforts were for naught, because the very next week, uh, the other attorney filed an action again, and we started all over again, because now the child had been with this uh, uh distant relative for months. Um, but why Benedictus Ambuna, man from Kenya, Africa, changed my life is that I was in court with him. Uh, first of all, I had heard that Pope John Paul II, now I grew up Catholic, I go to a non-denominational church. Pope John Paul II at the time was being uh, beatified, and I heard there was a call for miracles. And yeah. Uh, at one point, I, I woke up in the middle of the night, and um, I said, I think I'll, I'll wish for my miracle now. And uh, I felt like it was really going to come true. And I looked at my husband and thought about my kids. I thought, I'm good there. I have my health. I have a gr- good business, a legal business. Uh, um, I thought about a million dollars, but then I thought, well, that's a little bit selfish. And then it came to me. Abolish family court in one year. Now, it yes. did say abolish yes. it someday, and that's how family innocence was, was conceived. But it gets even better than that, okay? So I'm yes. trying to get this idea out of my head because, remember, that's somewhat abolishing my career. I've been yes. a, le- you know, a family law lawyer litigating. That's you know, how I generate my income. Right, right. I was in court with Benedictus Ambuna. He was getting ready to testify. And I don't know why I decided to share my faith with him, but I just did. And I asked him if he knew who Pope John Paul II was. Yes. Now, he's a man from Kenya, Africa. I didn't know what kind of religion he was. Yeah. And he said to me, why, yes, I was confirmed by him as a young boy in Kenya, Africa. He said, my mother was going to be a nun. My father was going to be a priest. Instead, they married, had 18 children. Nine of them were confirmed by Pope John Paul II. And that was just before Pope John Paul II's beatification. And I said, this is a sign. Now, my client, who I just won won the case for afterwards, and had this calling, and he was confirmed. That's kind of big in the Catholic Church. Yeah. One of the sacraments. It's big, and um, there were a few other signs after that. And within a couple of weeks, uh, we were having meetings at my house. Um, Benedictus Ambuna was there, um, and we created Family Innocence. And now I I just want to say Pope John Paul II is being canonized in April. Oh, really? Uh, he got his miracle, yeah. And now wow. I'm calling it the, you only need two, right? 
Okay. So I'm calling it the third miracle because saints, to be a saint in the Catholic Church, I guess you only need two miracles. Yes. He got his other one. Somebody got cured of some disease. But I'm, I'm calling all saints, uh, and that's the third miracle. That means we can bring in all the saints to, yes. to abolish court for families altogether. I, I want to thank you very, very much yes. for, you know, expressing yes. that, you know, that wonderful, wonderful spiritual thought with us because, you know, the people need to know that there's saints all over the place. We all need to come together and pray. The prayer has always been powerful, and God's always listened to prayer, definitely. And to you, um, Brother Alpha, uh, since we're all on the subject, even though it's all a part of what we're talking about, uh, we had talked about this yesterday where we was going to come out of uh, 1 Timothy from the Bible, um, 1 Timothy uh, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 1, 8 through 11, and uh, where we wanted to share that with the listeners and then perhaps have Minister, uh, Minister Ashe to pray us out you know, as we go into, you know, a new beginning to start our regular shows every week, you know, on this subject and to bring uh, Attorney Michelle in so that she can, you know, have some shows as well and so that we can all collaborate because this is a very big movement and I truly do believe that the Father above is in on it and would want to have us to come together to stammer out the issues that we are going through with our families and children uh, with the system that is planned with these laws like this. We need to stand up, speak up, and speak out. So back to you, uh, Brother Alpha, on this issue of uh, 1 Timothy um, First Timothy 1, 8 through 11. Tell us a little bit about that. Read that to us. And and, and, and and help us understand why uh, this is a very important part as well to this broadcast that we're doing. Well, to sum up what a decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligo is, this is home with the identifying of who that person is. In First Timothy chapter 1, verses 8 through 11, it clearly states, we know that the law is good if it's used correctly. We also know that law is not made for the righteous, yes. but for the lawbreakers and rebels and ungodly and sinners, the unholy, the religious, for those who kill their parents, fathers and mothers alike, for murderers, for adulterers, and for perverts, for slave traders, for liars, perjurers, and whatever else is in contrary to the sound doctrine yeah. that conforms to the glorious gospel of our blessed God. Yeah. So within stating that, <clears throat> if we know what the law was instilled for, then how is it that these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors of integrity, how are they associated to the law? And since uh, if you put your, 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 your head of intelligence on, it clearly comes out and state they're not and they should not be associated. Right. Because according to this particular law, 
they're not a, they're, there's nothing in there that identifies that groups of, of people. So it clearly falls back to the very beginning where you say, okay, well, we know that the law is being put in place, but see, yes. putting a law in place and maintaining a law is, is apples and oranges. That's totally two different things. When you put the law in place, it has to be maintained. But when you have some other perks that you can uh, make applicable and associated to any given law to pretty much have some type of a uh, monetary kickback for yourself if it goes untalked about, unnoticed, uh, it pretty much changes what the law was set out to do. But as an outcome, you've just established two, three, four different sets of laws. See, now you yeah. have a law. Now you have a law for the people uh, identified in First Timothy uh, one uh-huh. eight through eleven, and then you have another law in place for. Uh, uh, people in you know in a in another set then you have another law for another group of people in another set but where is the law that should be in place that's identifiable on paper that protects that's right and obligors see that's, that's the right. one that's missing but also that's not considered to be a healthy uh junction of law for the mere fact that there's no money to be made in that kind of a law. We're talking about <laughs> protecting people. There's yes, no, that's right. We don't get any kickbacks for protecting people. That's God's no. job. He, he's the one. He's the one that goes ahead and protects his own. So you know what? That's where the ministry kicks in. The ministers, right. you know, the evangelists, the pastors, the cl- everyone in clergy. Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to go to the base. All of us base. on this show, too. All we're going to go back to the show. Absolutely. We're going to go right back to the basics. See, they, from the beginning of time, with Father instituted family structure, he was so pleased with it. I mean, it tickled his fancy. He said, you know what? I love it so much. I want you all to be fruitful. Go out and multiply. Mm-hmm. So he gave that uh, uh, as a go for. So you know, it's by choice. You go ahead and get on out there and have a family and do the best you can with what you have to work with. But when that infraction kicked in, where the trust element was taken out of uh, the structure, where there was no more trust. Uh, then it was overtaken by this other infraction of money. Oh, I don't trust you, so I want to get out of this whole thing, and I can get I can get money out of this. If I separate from you and I take the kids, I can get money out of this. And that's where the system said, you know what? Ah, we're going to make this in real time and call it reality. We'll go after the money, we'll take ours off the top, and we'll send you guys the balance portion. Yeah. Recognize now when that money goes in-house to, uh, through, it filters through the system. I have more people than not that says they're not getting all the money that they're entitled to. 
And then after dissecting it for them, dissecting that little check that they're <laughs> receiving, they understand now they're not happy with it, but they're also not going back to the court to say, this isn't all the money, and you know what? I know it's more, and you people are keeping your portion, but you know what? Just stop the uh, child support order altogether. Okay, now this now the water gets even deeper, uh, Sister Wendy. Yeah. You can go to court, and, and so some people say that they have done that. They made that valid attempt to go to court to have the order stopped. They were denied. They were told that, no, the money's in the best interest of the child, so we have to keep the order in play. Now, if that's not enough to make your head drop and, you know, just go into a whole act, because if if, if you have two parents that can, you know, get to that point and they can hash this thing out and they start talking uh to one another and not at one another, and they come in agreement that, hey, uh, you know, I, I no longer want this child support order, or who knows, may even decide to get back together for the greater good of the family structure. But the system says no. So, uh, you know, just fool for thought. Yes, it system is. Should not be involved, the system should not be involved in everything, you know, just a little tidbit, food for thought. Should not be involved in everything. And the only way to really fight this thing by popular demand is to really get people on board to do, you know, due diligence and support the effort to have this child support restructured. Have the whole arena restructured. Uh, it's a it, it, it's, it's a timely issue. The time is now. Actually, uh, there's no better time than the present. There's work to be done. We need yes, hands on. Uh, there's a part that everyone can play in this, but it has to happen now. We lost time up to yesterday. This is, today is a new day. No better time than the present. We have to move on stuff from this point moving forward. And we and it and, and I say we because there's no I in team. You know what I mean? So uh, any anyone anyone that can uh, come to the table with uh, FFI, we are very user friendly. We love ideals and fresh thoughts yes. and what have you because it adds to yes. what we already have. So let's yes. beef up. We can beef up our arsenal, put some more stuff on the table. Because what, what, what's missing here, Wendy, is that there, no matter what, the states are still going to have some raggedy laws in place. That's just how it is. But what we need as an offset, they're alternatives. Absolutely. They're alternatives. I agree with that. I and that's all that. we're offering. We're offering the alternatives. I mean, a- you can't. Again, you can't drag everyone into court and call it jest. That's right. And attorney <laughs> Michelle, you feel the same way, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Well put. Yes, very well put. Um, and, and, all, all and may I just may, may I just oh. say one more thing to uh, sure. Minister Ajinga because he said something very valid, and I'm also familiar with the process of Dr. And Phillips. And he's still as well. on the air. 
still listening. Okay. I'll and, and, I, and, I thank, and, and I thank him for coming on the air to present th- that process. Unfortunately, yes. it's, it's not a it's not a well it's not a favorable process, and it's not well known all across the country. And uh, the, the the plight with that particular process, especially in some states that that I've even made an attempt to you know go on approach with and try to uh, sit down and discuss a, a process to wipe away arrears. But the challenge on that is where where this truly lies. Yeah. If you wipe away or consider to wipe away just any Joe's or whoever obligors uh, arrears, no state is going to like that because you're digging deep in their pocket. See, yeah. remember, this is old welfare money, and this old welfare <laughs> money, which was written off years ago, we all know that, but it's still on the books. It's like a loan. They don't. Uh, the loan should go away after so many years. But what they do is they they keep selling that old loan to a new up and coming collection agency. So now instead of uh, agency ABC calling because they're not dealing with it anymore, but it's still an active loan because now the loan was bought out by collection agency XYZ. So. You're wondering how come you still have a loan from 1988 still sitting on the books? <laughs> yeah, think about that. <laughs> but but this is but this is what's happening uh, because that's not a favorable process. That's where the alternatives comes in because see, by promoting alternatives, since you can't truly identify who you're really wiping those arrears clean uh, from, and that's been a question that. Uh, comes my way all the time. How can you identify who's who? Well, you know, we have a process that's been favorable for us to identify that. But if you take that process of Dr. Phillips and you implement that everywhere, you have to take in consideration. You're also using that same process to wipe out arrears for that deadbeat as well. Yes. Okay, so you got to be okay. careful with that particular process. It's a genuine process because it gets the decent obligor out of that light, uh, line of fire, absolutely. But who's doing the pro- doing the, the the process to find out if that person's truly someone of integrity or are they a deadbeat? All they know is that, hey, I know this process that I can put in play, and I can get all my old arrears knocked out, and I still don't want to have anything to do with uh, the custodial parent, and I still don't care if I see my children or not. You see, there's too many things that is factored in as well, and that's why we make it clear that we advocate the way that we do for a decent disadvantage, non-custodial parent, obligor. Because mm-hmm. we know what we're looking for, so we could, so we when we come to the table, we're going to tell you, yes, this person is someone that we will get behind. <clears throat> also, on the other side of that coin, we've talked to enough people to know the games that they are looking to play if they were relieved of these arrears. You see, because a lot of people, believe it or not, they well, talk. They talk and say that they want to 
be with their children and what have you. But you you relieve them of certain things. They 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 still don't interact with the kids. They still don't do what they're supposed to do. All they know is that hey, I I, I no longer have child support to pay. Yeah. Well, my thing is, Sister Wendy, is that yeah. Dr. Philip uh, Dr. Philip Gillian is a great mind, and he has you great mean, legal. You, you, you mean but, but my, Professor? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a professor. He's a he's a very he's a legal beagle in in street terms. Um, he has a great mind for the legalities, and I don't know the full process, but I do know that uh, it works. And uh, but the brother has a good point. You know, you've got to fill out you know who uses this and who doesn't use this. There have to be some other kinds of things in there. But I'll let Doctor Phil talk with you and come on one day and explain his process. And then maybe there's some kind of way you can fill out how it can be used, and what cases it can be used. But I'll let him come on and defend himself in terms of what he does because you know, I don't do that. You know, I'm I'm the minister of the Glad Message, so but I'll let him come on and defend himself uh, for that. I didn't want to uh, beat that uh, beat uh, believe at that point, but uh, it's good to let sometimes let people come on and and defend themselves. You know. Yeah, I'm ready absolutely. for you. I don't know what time. What time do your program go? Does the program go off at twenty nine fifteen nine thirty? Yeah, it goes off uh, at nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Nine thirty Eastern Standard Time. Yes. Uh huh. Um, okay. Actually, the shows are to run uh, on. I believe it's Tuesdays. We're going to start running uh, every week a show uh, for mm-hmm. um, uh, for uh, brother. Uh, Lord, all the A's. I'm messing up tongue-tied here so much. See, that's because you have so yeah. many guests on tonight. Yeah, <laughs> Wait till you really get flooded. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so forgive me if I'm tongue-twisted, but I think everybody knows where I'm coming from. It, oh, I am, yes. Uh, for, yes. For, for, for my brother here, um, uh, Mr. Alpha Hales, will be every Tuesday from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, okay, um, and mm-hmm. yes, and we're on tonight until nine thirty this evening. So we got twenty five minutes, then, right? Yes. So I am oh. going to take a break for right now, and then I will be right back for more on it's our business to tell your business uh, on child support, and I will be right back.
Boy, we just going through a lot of stuff here, boy. There's a lot of technical issues that was going on just for a minute there. I almost thought that we was off the air. But I am back on the air, and welcome back to the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. And we're talking about child support news on part three. And it's our business to tell your business on what's going on, okay, what you doing, all right? So we're going back into our uh, discussion uh, with, uh, first, you know, to speak to uh, Attorney Michelle and let her have her last words and where to contact her at. And um, and then from there, we'll take it down to uh, Brother Alpha. And then lastly, for prayers uh, through Minister Ashe. And I want to thank everybody for being on the show I don't know where everybody is at, but if you're out there and you're listening, definitely, you know, to call in at the call-in number and have your questions because definitely we had time for those questions. But you guys, as I always know you to be, you're back there listening, taking stuff in, you know, trying to learn what's going on, and that's good too. But you can call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. Eight four, and we're going back into the subject of child support. Um, my sister, Attorney Michelle, what is your last? What, what last words do you want to say to uh, the listeners that are listening, and to even the even our guests that are here? And I'm certainly, with my ears wide open, want to know what are those last words, and what would you give as you know empowerment, inspiration to us all, and I do want to thank you for being on this show with us. Well, I I want to tell people about Family Innocence, uh, a nonprofit dedicated to keeping families out of court. What we've come up with is we have uh, Family Innocence Advocates. They're they're trained, uh, they're volunteers. We also have, uh, and it's all in Minnesota, although I'd like to, uh, if I had time <laughs> uh, present and I will eventually I will get it get it all yeah. over the country yeah. we also do restorative uh, circle practices on Tuesdays and you can um, contact us by calling uh, we have a phone 651 651-783-5878, 651-783-5878. Uh, you know, mostly a lot of things are done on the Internet, but I think we forget about the people that want to pick up the phone and call. Yeah. Um, we're located um, in West St. Paul, uh, right on South Robert Street 
and I actually donate space in my office as the Family Innocence Headquarters. Yes. And, of course, you can uh, find us on uh, www.familyinnocence.com, and you can contact us through through the Internet that way, Michelle at familyinnocence.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E at familyinnocence.com. Yes, yes. Uh, we are uh, um, just... Um, Needing, needing. We have more people to support <laughs> than supporters. So, yes. um, uh, do you find that? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> hang on. You know, we'll we'll, just, we'll coach you through uh, through uh, keep how to keep your family out of court in this culture. Thank you. Thank you very, very much, uh, Attorney Michelle. This is Attorney Michelle Lowney McDonald. Okay. And she is the founding member of Family Innocence, okay? And she is also a member of the McDonald Law Firm, LLC, okay? And um, she has been wonderful. You have said so much, so much information um, for us to listen to and what we can do to help ourselves. And we will be in contact again I thank you very much for being on the show. I truly, it's an honor to have you, uh, Attorney Michelle. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been wonderful, Sister Wendy. Thank you so much. And for you, Brother Alpha, you know, what, what is the last thing that you would like the listeners to hear, to contact, empowerment, inspiration, anything um, dealing with what you want them to know about? Let them know because we're here listening. Well, for starters, just to reaffirm that, to let them know that help is on the way. I noted a lot of times when they're in court, uh, things just look bleak. Um, You know, they don't know if they're coming or going because uh, what we're facing right now, there's not a lot of jobs out there, but also they, they don't have a nest egg that they're just sitting on either. And the court wants you to present something or another. Either you have some money to give them or you have a job where they can start to put a garnishment in place. But just to reassure you that some valid help is coming into your neck of the woods uh, very, very soon. And, um, you know, I I, I know that there's a fix to the whole thing. I know I'm I'm not going to lose that train of thought ever. but we're not looking for the what is referred to as a quick fix. We're looking for a permanent fix. That's why, you know, it has taken, you know, just a period of time to try to, you know, get it rectified. But it is yeah. on its way. So just hang on in there and uh, take away from, you know, this message tonight uh, with Family Innocence Project, uh, FFI. Uh, keep yourselves uh around your own meeting table. Do not allow the courts to intervene. Don't give that opportunity for them to come through a cracked door because they'll bang yeah. wide open. Once they're yeah. in, they're in. Okay? Yeah. So uh, uh, I applaud you, uh, Attorney Michelle, for you and your efforts and your group. Uh, yes, thank you. We'll talk behind the scenes uh, and also with FFI uh, being up on that front line, being that thorough, firm, loud voice. But, you know, I'm, hey, I'm only going to give you what 
what you've given to me, which is called facts and figures, and I'm going to present them back to you. But now I'm going to ask the tough questions by how did you derive to these facts and figures. So that's my job as being the advocate that that we are, okay? And um, mainly, 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 first and foremost, put God first, keep him in position. He's the one that gives us our allowability to even exist, to even be here. Don't get this thing twisted and think that, you you know, whatever you're doing, you're doing it on your own cognizance. No, you're not. He's allowing it to be. And um, But even during our go-through, uh, Sister Wendy, that's yes. building character in each of us as individuals. Don't yes, fall short. Don't, don't, there's no reason to fall short on the job. It's tedious. It's, it's heartfelt. But uh, go through it. It's okay. Look at everyone that, that went before us. Yeah, and they and, 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 and trust and believe they started the the, the trip, and it, it is our job to take this trip during our time so we can start getting the ones behind us prepared to take this very same trip. But we want to make things better, make groom and make things better. So yes. you know, hand in hand, we all have a job to play. Uh, there's work to be done. Let's get on that front line. Let's establish some things. Let's have our voices heard. We can do this. Uh, it will be done one way or the other, whether they know it or not. So I'm, 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 I'm in it for the long haul. Uh, I'm I know in it you to are, win. Michelle, and, uh, and, and the brother there. So uh, this was, this, this was a, a very nice show, and I thank you for the opportunity of having me back again uh, this evening. Thank you. And if I'm not mistaken, we we do have another one geared up for next week. Yes, we do. Okay, excellent. Yes, we All do. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sure and I thank you. Okay. All right. All right, and I appreciate you too, Brother Alpha, for giving me the opportunity to uh, have you on my forum uh, to talk about issues that can, that are very very. Uh, uh, important to people that are going through. You know, uh, I said before that I deal with victimization fraud, whatever that may be. In this case, I see a little bit of victimization here, and I see a little bit of fraud going on as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. And so yes. with all that we can do as collaborating together, all of us that we have met so far, is to come together and bring the information and bring it straight you know, for people to pull up the bootstraps and get ready to uh, to stand up, speak up, and speak out because this is what it's all about. And I am with uh, Attorney Michelle when she speaks about, you know, um, uh, if I can say it my way, Attorney Michelle, close down the court systems so that the <laughs> – <laughs> So that they can, uh, so that the families can have a half of a chance, and it don't be about money, you know. And I mean that, you know, in a light way. But it's very, Mm. very important for the families to stick together at this particular time. And you know, to my brother, uh, Minister Kujenga, Elia, Ashe, is there anything else that you would like to say and give us a prayer out? Minister Ashe, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, okay. I'm here. If there's um, anything that you would like there, to say, yes. 
Yes. I, I really enjoyed this program. First of all, I want to commend you, Sister Wendy, for your hard work and all of the efforts that you put into it. A lot of times people don't recognize a lot of people don't recognize the difficulties of doing a show like this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I want to commend you. Um, Thank you. Thank you for people being do not here. Know a lot of time. Support. Well, you know, you're welcome. A lot of times people don't know the circumstances that people are operating under to, to do whatever it is that they, they do. So I, I really doubly appreciate it. I do want to say that, uh, you know, we do have a, a blog talk show as well. Burn the mic right. out of Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, if you don't mind me just putting in a little quick plug. Put it out uh, there. That's uh, right. Announcements, y'all. It's called, it's, called, it's called Burn the Mic, and it comes on at 10 o'clock Eastern Standard Time every evening. So we'll be on in about 35, 37 minutes from now. Uh, the number is 347-838-8352. Once again, that's 347-838-8352, and we talk about the economic rights movement, not civil rights, economic rights. And uh, we look to change the world as as differently as it was from the time the abolitionist movement got the chains off of people uh, and taught America and the world how to share the physical freedom. Civil rights movement uh, taught America and the world how to share the franchise, not talking over anybody's head, which means the vote, and equal accommodations under the law and ended legal segregation and discrimination. Now we're talking about yeah. economic rights movement where we're talking about teaching America and the world how to share our wealth, the wealth that yeah. the Almighty has given us. So, so anybody wants to call in, uh, we'd love to have you, 347-838-8352. Um, I want to close with a prayer, though. And yeah, uh, after I do this, Sister Wendy can, and can close us out. But I do want to say a prayer. And the Hebrew tongue, uh, the, the name Yahweh, Yah, just like hallelujah, Yah means eternal, and Va means one. Yah is masculine, and Va is feminine. So in the Hebrew mindset, uh, God is both male and female at the same time. It's, it's, there's two. It's not just a, a man only. So dealing with child support issues, you know, you've got some, a problem between men and women. Uh, but there's no, problem, there's no problem between the Yah and the Va. Uh, between Yahweh, there's no problem at all because we understand that father and mother. So, and whatever whatever you call your higher power, I honor you, and I honor your choice, and I honor the name whichever you use. But I want to just explain that so people would understand that if I say Yahweh, I'm speaking about the creator and sustainer of the universe, not just the creator only, but also the sustainer, the creator in a male sense, and the sustainer in a female sense. So. When I pray, I pray usually in that name. So, Heavenly Father and Heavenly Mother, Yah-Vah, Abba, which means Father, and Ima, which means Mother. Heavenly Father, Mother, we pray uh, that you strengthen us. We know in your word that the spirit is willing, but that the flesh is weak. We are praying that you strengthen our spirits, our spiritual man our spiritual woman, strengthen us because we need our spirits to be stronger than our flesh. This is the whole problem in a nutshell because when we were young in our teens and early 20s and we were making all these babies and doing all these things and uh, our spirit was willing but our flesh was weak. We weren't necessarily wicked people. We weren't mean or bad people. We were just weak people and we succumbed to the flesh. 
thus all the children, and then later on we came to flush again with other people and other people and other people. We had all these different children, sometimes married, sometimes out of wedlock. You've seen us, Father. You've seen us, Mother. So you know what we have done. And we are all the same people. We all have the same difficulties. Some are weaker than others. And you know who we are. And we know who we are. So we pray that you strengthen our spirits. This is our prayer tonight on this beautiful program done by this beautiful sister, Sister Wendy. We pray that you strengthen us because it's not over yet. Uh, we are in the, in the grave yet, so our bodies are still active. and Our flesh is still weak. No matter how saved we claim we are, how saved we think we are, we are still prone to the temptations of the flesh, the carnal mind. And this is what causes us our problems. So we pray that you strengthen us, uh, that you strengthen us individually and you strengthen us collectively. We pray that you strengthen us and bind us together in real love, the true agape love, not just the eros, the erotic love, the love that we see on TV, the love that we see when the fire flashes in our eyes, the love that we see uh, in our parts. We want you to strengthen us in the agape love, the true spiritual holistic love, because this is where we need to be strengthened at. I don't know what all to pray for, but on a program like this, at a time like this, with the listeners who are enthralled with mothers trying to take care of their babies and their children, men who might want to help them but who are not in a position to help them, uh, some men who don't want to help, and some mothers who don't care, and some mothers who are tearing the children away from the fathers because they're mad at the fathers and they're putting the hatred into the, the, the children the same hatred that they have for the fathers, they're putting that into the children. All of this we know is wrong. We know all of this is wrong. And a lot of us have been through this not once but twice, sometimes more times than that. And we understand that this is a horrible situation, and this is a major problem here in America, not only America but around the world, but especially here in America where people are so immoral and who are prone to do all of these things all of the lasciviousness and all the other things that go with the passions of the flesh. So we pray that you strengthen us, that you clear our screens, you clear our charts, that you uh, make us the kind of people that we would really want to be, the kind of steadfast Nelson Mandela type of person, the person who's going to endure 27 and a half years in prison and then come out on the other end and be the president of a country. Uh, someone that can endure the hardships and the trials and the tribulations, Uh, someone that can go through and come out on the other end clean. We pray that you strengthen us, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Mother. We pray that you guide us, Heavenly Mother, Heavenly Father. We pray that you lead us in a plain path and fix it so that we are able to get around all of these temptations. And then when it's all over down here, when it's your time to call and our time to answer, when praying time is over, when there's no more time to say howdy, howdy, but always time to say goodbye, we're going to say that we want you to give us a place somewhere in your kingdom, somewhere where uh, every day will be Sabbath and it will have no end. We pray that you will welcome us home uh, as we transition out of this life to the next. This is our prayer right down here by a few of your humble servants. Uh, and we ask that in your name, all of the beautiful names that you are yeah. called. We ask this in all the beautiful names, 
so be it, so be it. Amen. Hallelujah. Just to know I'm starting with the man 